uh, to start off, of course. Oh, wait, Quinn, we got an intro. We got a song. Oh, duh. Yeah. Of okay. course. How can I forget? No, I always get, I always get so pumped and I'm just like ready you're to go. At, you know right what I mean? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I'm psyched. For All right. This. Let's okay. do it. Okay. Leave the dog alone because the dog didn't do a damn thing and now you're trying to feed him your body Thou fluid. Thou shalt kill all of your hands and a dog fish a tampon out of the garbage and they write the bubble pages and pretend like you wear a dog. Wow. I am excited, but I'm not. Breaking news. I'm I'm so mad. I hate this shit. I don't like it. Buy all the supplies. (laughs) Oh, God. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Straight Up Evil. My name is Jocelyn. I'm the brunette. We've got Katie. She's the redhead. Chilu. And we have Carly. She's the blonde. Hiya. Breaking news. We're breaking dun, news. Dun, 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 dun. Breaking news. Katie is bringing us the developing story of Anna Walsh. Oh, wow. You know what, though, Quinnies? I'm going to be trying to refer to her as Anna Nip. Yep. Her maiden yeah. name as yep. much as possible because yep. I don't even want to call her after her legal name because I don't even want to give her his name. Nope. Yeah. Because I'm so mad. And she I- is just out of his league man so out totally of out of his so league. out of his league 100 like, she's that like happens. a 10 that happens. and he's like right 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 it happens sometimes but, but like oh, it doesn't like you know necessarily end up in you know I a murder first and foremost like so many 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 new brand new cases that are as Quinny said developing we do not find a lot of information about the victim themselves. Even with older cases that it's, aren't it's, like currently developed. Yes. Yes. Let alone it if it's being covered right now. Exactly. So couldn't get too much, but here's, here's what we got to start. So Anna Wall, she was 39 years old. She was a Massachusetts mother of three children. She was actually born in, she was born in Belgrade and is actually a citizen of Serbia, where most of her family actually lives. And she actually has dual, had dual citizenship as well to both countries, here in America and there. So that's where she was born. You know, she was an 80s baby, like she was 39 years old. I did not get her exact birthday, but so we know that she was born in 1983. She was unfortunately last seen on new year's day in her home in the wealthy boston suburb of and i don't know how to pronounce that cahasset cahasset thank you i didn't know if the h was silent or not okay so cahasset according to the police who are now and have been asking for the public's help so and she still to this day has not been located she it's the today is the 25th so she's now been missing for 25 days On January 8th, her husband, Brian Walsh, who is 47 years old, was arrested and accused of misleading officials and lying about his whereabouts on the days of January 1st and January 2nd. Because she was reported missing, not by him, right, Quinny? Correct. She was reported missing. 
So we're going to get into okay. that. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I'm already, so I'm already, Carly's so, already oh, yeah, yeah, it's, done. it's rough. So on January 1st is the day that Anna Walsh was reportedly headed to the airport. And the reason for that is because she was actually a real estate executive and LinkedIn, the LinkedIn page lists her title as the regional general manager at the real estate company known as Tishman Spire. So that's the company that she works for, right? She traveled a lot for work. She would go to Washington. She was constantly traveling for this job. She was at her home on Chief Justice Cushing Highway shortly after midnight before she took a rideshare to Boston's Logan Airport for a flight to Washington, D.C. to attend to a, quote, work emergency. Now, it is unclear who reported the initial alleged details, and police have said that they have not been able to independently confirm them, although they had confirmed she did, in fact, book a January 3rd flight to Washington. So the flight was booked, but there There was a flight booked. There was a flight booked, but there is not any proof that she ever actually got on the plane. Okay. Correct. Police also do not specify who reported last seeing Anna at the house that night, other than to say that it was a family member. And officials have said that her husband was sleeping at the time she was said to have left. Okay. A probable cause affidavit says that Brian Walsh told police that the couple went to bed after a friend left around 1 a.m. and that Anna and Nip left for the airport between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. Now that's an affidavit according to Brian, right? But he was asleep, and, but he knew he, she left right, at that time. Okay, right. Cool, cool, cool. And Brian Walsh also told police that he spent New Year's afternoon doing errands for his mother at Whole Foods and CVS. However, it was not seen on any security videos from either store, according to the affidavit as well. Okay, Quinnies? Was he supposed to be picking up a fruit basket? Please tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Why put yourself, like, why put yourself at the store that has yeah. cameras come on like, wh- why like it gets Scott, worse. Say come what on you want about it Scott Peterson, but like being out on a boat in a body of water is like a very good way to say i was somewhere but nobody saw me right you know what right. i mean like to be it's like outrageous. these specific stores it's just like you you don't uh, think they're gonna oh look. yeah wait till we and, wait till we get on what he searches on the internet quinnies you're gonna I, die I, yeah. you're gonna die on january 2nd okay According to a police log, this is very interesting. Anna Walsh's phone actually, oh, I just want to say Anna W, whatever, Anna Nip. I yeah. hate, I hate just, even giving we'll her the name. We'll just do Anna. Just yeah, just Anna. This. Anna's phone actually connected to a cell phone tower for the very last time at 3.14 a.m. on January 2nd. Mm-hmm. which was within a quarter mile of the area of Reservoir Road, which is 0.7 miles away from the family's home. Her phone was then turned off, the log says, and never turned on again. Okay, that was January 2nd. Brian Walsh told police that he visited a juice bar in the nearby town of Norwell early January 2nd, right? He tells them that he mm-hmm. goes to the juice bar. They get, they see surveillance of him going to the juice bar, but then they also see surveillance of him going to Home Depot. Do you think he told the cops about that? No, he didn't tell the cops about the trip to Home Depot. Police discovered video evidence that Brian 
Walsh visited Home Depot in Rockland, which is about 10 miles southwest of the home on January 2nd. This is where it gets weird. He was wearing a surgical mask and gloves and bought $450 worth of goods, including cleaning supplies, mops, tape, etc. This is the same thing. This is also part of the Brian Koberger surveillance. He wore gloves in the store. What the that fuck? That he visited during the time. And I don't understand it. It's so weird and awkward it. and creepy and mean either. Is, is it because your hands are all ripped up? Is it because you of don't COVID? want people to... No, no, no. Like, is it because you're hit? Like, are you wearing gloves? I understand like the mask. A lot of people wear masks. Are there like wounds on your hands mm, mm-hmm, that you're yeah. trying to cover up? Or like, mm. because I just don't understand, like you're on the camera. So it doesn't really matter if like your fingerprints are right, on right. anything. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. Right. Like why yeah, the gloves? So it's like, gotta why? be, there's gotta be markings. There's gotta be. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, you're trying to hide something, it seems, for sure. On January 4th, the head of security for Anna's employer, Tishman Spire, called the Cohasset police around 11.45 a.m. on January 4th to request a well-being check, reporting that her car was in Washington and that she was last seen days earlier and that the company had contacted her husband, who had not filed a missing person's report yet according to the police log so the (laughs) so her company reports her missing which is not good no huge red flag not good huge they haven't even reported her missing yet because they're just asking they're just right and they said exactly and quote no reason to think that she is in danger or ill Like they were just genuinely worried about her because they hadn't seen her, you know, in so many days. So yeah, it was a wellness check. They wanted to make sure if she wasn't like, you know, sick or something, basically. But they talked to Brian. Right. Did they? Yeah, well, I mean, they must have, if right. I'm assuming so, if they said that he did not file a missing right. persons report, you had Unless to Unless they were to told him. by the police that no one had filed they were a missing persons report. Right. Because I haven't seen anything about what he told the employer. Right. About mm-hmm. where she was or what he knew or whatever. No, me neither. I don't know that. But I like feel you would like... think he would be listed as her emergency contact and they would have tried. Exactly. He's going to be the first person they call. Yeah. Is like your husband, like, oh, is he, is she sick? Is she like something in the happened? hospital? Like, is mm-hmm. she right? The company's head of security told police the company knew nothing about Anna, but had no reason to, like I said, and then that's the quote. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was kind of a little harsh. Like, oh, cool. The company knows absolutely nothing about the person that works for them. That's cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> like, yeah, like she didn't really have, she, it doesn't seem like she had a lot of, personal friends at work not right. enemies she have like a close no, like group but she enemy. was definitely right. making some money and she must have had some kind of uh i, I think, think she was she very was... good at what she did yeah and i think she had a good future set up for her family i, I truly truly do i think that's why he did it we'll get into that but oh i can't okay so police interviewed brian walsh at his home shortly after 6 30 p.m according to the affidavit and he said his wife left for work in Washington at 6 30 a.m. New Year's Day and that he hasn't heard from her since. And that's January- fine. It's cool. Yeah, cool. That's cool. Great. Okay. So January 5th, the search for Anna actually goes public. The police announced their search. Then on January 6th, 
this is very strange, but I think it's possible it might be unrelated. On January 6th, there's actually a fire at the couple's former home. No. Yes. (laughs) Yes. This was so strange. And I didn't know Mm -hmm. this. I found this. Yeah. So get this. Okay. At a news conference, Cohasset Police Chief William Quigley said that Anna's husband, family, and friends had been cooperative with the investigation. Okay. And then... On January 6th, the Walsh's former residence on Jerusalem Road caught fire. There were four occupants, three adults and a young child, escaped before first responders arrived and were uninjured. Like, Quigley, what are the fucking odds? Do they, yeah. still, I wanna, do they still own it? Do they still own it? Like, is it a rental property? I don't know. That they I used to know. live there. And, and then it was their former residence. And it's oh, very possible, man. but I don't know. So it was is it like a Sante situation. Oh, shit. Where you're yeah. like trying to get money from insurance companies <gasps> because of whatever. Ooh, oh, my God. Sante angle. It says that state police, fire investigators, and local officials identified the cause as some damage to piping that was connected to a natural gas fireplace insert and they determined that the fire was accidental so mm, that's just such a coincidence get out of here get out of here that mm. is very i still think it's crazy and weird no. yeah mm. that was on january 6th january 7th they had had a search going on in the woods for her local and state police announced that they were suspending their two-day ground search in the woods near the Walsh's home. Now, news, obviously, of her disappearance starts to really, like, rumble this really small town of Cohasset, which, according to Crime Grade, is safer than 98% of cities in the country and boasts a median home value of $875 million, according to Census Bureau data. Yeah, this okay? is a swanky-ass place. This is Super a swanky. swanky place. So what you're telling me is... Real quick, this is a Jennifer Dulos, Jennifer Dulos, fucking Dulos. It does give me, it does give me those vibes, big right. time. Especially so. later when you get into the trash bags. Sorry, Quinny, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead. Okay. We're all air dust. Yes. So January 8th, that's the day that Brian gets arrested. The police return to the Walsh home on Chief Justice Cushing Highway to execute a search warrant just ever after 9.20 a.m. And authorities arrested Brian Walsh, saying that he misled their investigation. Okay, now get this. On January 9th, Brian Walsh has his court appearance. But it was actually not the first court appearance that Brian had ever had before. Oh, what? why do you say? So on January 9th, he was arraigned in Quincy District Court and he pleaded not guilty to a single charge and he was ordered held on a $500,000 bail and he's due next in court on February 9th. But in 2021, he actually pleaded guilty in federal court to three counts, including wire fraud, after he stole Andy Warhol paintings from a college classmate and commissioned <laughs> forgeries. Okay. What? Is yes. This? And it's sold the fake them. Art. Okay. So court documents show that he was ordered to forfeit $225,000 and he does not appear to have ever been sentenced to any prison time involved in that case. And Anna did actually write an 
note, like a letter to the judge um, in June, like as a like kind of on his behalf. And she wrote, quote, Brian has been working consistently on breaking the past habits of his family, and we are all looking forward to the new chapter of his life. Also, in 2018, Brian Walsh's father passed away. Okay, this is juicy, Quinnies. Get this. So Brian Walsh's father passes away in 2018, and he was actually estranged from his dad over allegations of missing money. And there was actually a battle over his father's estate. He was described as a violent liar in affidavits from his relatives and his friends. Dude. There are people coming out the woodwork to say, yeah, there's something wrong with him. He should not be involved in this. And it was actually a nephew of Brian Walsh's father who actually got the inheritance. Like he won the inheritance case. Wow. Can you, that's what the court documents show. Can you imagine how, how, what kind of impression you have to have on your family to get them to say something like that, right? Like that your destructive behavior, whatever your mental health, anything like that. But then on top of that, the court says the inheritance like the like passes on from your parent your your natural parent to their children doesn't deserve to go to you it deserves to go to somebody else that must have really um that must have been a tough a tough one to take as a person swallow yeah. Definitely, definitely. Probably expecting your whole life, like, oh, well, I have an inheritance. I have that, like, and then no, wild. Yeah. You don't normally have that either. Like, we've seen estate battles and stuff in, in true crime for how long? You don't normally have multiple family members yeah. being like, not him, no. anybody but him. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, it yeah. must have been bad. Yeah. By January 10th, they're, they're searching for all the evidence, right? And this is when they start searching all of these trash places, like, which I think is what, when they're referring to a transfer station, it's essentially a dump, right? Mm -hmm. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah. 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 So investigators spent hours combing through trash at a transfer station in Peabody, which is a city 20 miles north of Boston, after they dug through a dumpster at the apartment complex where Brian Walsh's mother lives. And so obviously all these transfer stations are like cooperating with law enforcement. Yeah. So they're just going all around to these trash places and they're searching for evidence. And surveillance does, does catch him you know, bringing trash bags out and they're heavy bags. But unfortunately, I guess like the police weren't able to get to it in time before it had already been destroyed. Like it had already been incinerated or something. By January 17th, more than a week after Brian Walsh was first arrested, Norfolk County District Attorney Michael W. Morrissey announced that his office had issued a murder warrant in this case. Brian Walsh is accused of assaulting and beating his wife with the intent to murder her, as well as with moving her body and or her remains. Now, details on what led prosecutors to pursue a murder charge against Brian Walsh were not outlined until Brian Walsh's arraignment the next day where he entered, of course, a plea of not guilty. And this is where it gets really even more disturbing. This Mm -hmm. is like, sorry to our listeners because this just becomes a little shocking at this moment. So investigators found, oh gosh, investigators found, I don't understand how dumb someone can be mm-hmm. more than a dozen disturbing google searches that were made okay by brian walsh minutes before he had originally told the police that he had last 
saw his wife. So on January 1st and 2nd are the days that they find these internet searches. So like leading up to midnight and then leading up to that morning Correct. when she quote unquote left. Okay. Correct. So the He's first up ones, on Google say, okay. The first ones are on the first on January, right. On late New Year's Day, okay. right? It could have been even, well, yeah, if it was before midnight because they're still putting it as January 1st. Okay. He was searching on his son's iPad. Okay. I, why? I don't know. Did he maybe <sighs> think that's how he would get away with it? This is what he searched. How long before a body starts to smell? How to stop a body from decomposing? How long for someone to be missing to inherit? These are the ones that he searches January 2nd. 10 ways to dispose of a dead body if you really need to. What? Okay. Hacksaw what? best tool to dismember. Can you be charged with murder without a body? Okay. And the last one, real disturbing ass shit. Can you identify a body with broken teeth? Those hands down right there. That's enough evidence for me. I'm Extremely. Me too. I am flabbergasted. I literally wrote at the top, like, really disturbing ass shit. It gives you, like, a really bad feeling, like a gross feeling in your pit of your stomach. Well, yeah, there's just no, you're, there's no explaining that away, no, no matter what. So his defense attorney, Tracy Minor, requested that the court release Brian, this is on the 17th, from custody, but the judge ordered him to be held without bail pending indictment. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, judge. Exactly. And then the judge also issued a court order to seal the probable cause. This kind of sucks, affidavit. An arrest warrant until March 10th. So we don't get to see a lot of stuff, you know, right away. But that's okay. I mean, except I wish I could just see it all. But I feel like what we already have released is enough evidence. So Quinn, are you going to talk about what they found in the trash bags? Oh, yes. Thank you. Please. In his basement, they found blood and they found blood on a rag. And they also found a knife with blood on it as well in the basement. And then in the trash bags, they found a hacksaw. They found pieces of carpet with stains cut up, like pieces of cut up carpet with stains on them, unidentified. I have a whole list, Quinny. Towels, blood. Yes, stains, towels. Flippers, tape, gloves, a Tyvek suit. Yeah, okay. a full, one of the suit. full body, yep. body like suit. when I like when I took the mold out of the basement. Exactly, <laughs> so, yes. exactly. Yes. So sketch. The so hacksaw. A piece of yep. the necklace that Anna had been pictured wearing. A Prada purse, hunter boots, and Anna's fucking COVID nineteen. And this was car. these are all found in the trash bag in the trash bags, right? Or some of it was at the house as well. I think I, from what I saw, it was in the trash bags. But regardless, either way, yep. he didn't even try to burn the stuff like he didn't even try no. to like what the whole thing the screams se- of like no plan is it just severe incompetence or is it severe arrogance or both yeah so they're in the process of getting they're actually getting blood samples from the kids so they can match the dna i know and also this to make it even worse the poor children are actually with child services right now and so they're in the system and what's terrible is that the family and the sister are all over in serbia right Right. and they're all trying to get over here to the u.s and the sister's freaking out and the whole family's freaking out because they are worried about the children 
Yeah, they just want the kids. Yeah, the family just wants the kids. They want to take their nieces and nephews, and now they're just in the system. And I really wonder now because it is a different country. What right the system will say, like about them taking, even though that's right, like what stipulation it might be now. Them leaving the country that they were born in, their citizenship, like that. I don't know about that. And it's like a murder investigation and stuff. You know? Yeah. So that's really tragic. And I just really feel for the family of Anna. We really, we hope that you're hanging in there and we hope that we can find justice for, for your fam, for your daughter, for your mothers, for your family members, just for all of you. And it's just so tragic. But like, what would the motive be? Like, why? And that horrific, like I, in general, for what? I think that she probably had a really good future, like I said, set up for them. And I think that he was going to get money if she died. I think he was going to get a huge lump sum. But like, if because she had such a bright future, why wouldn't, in his mind, why wouldn't he want to stick with it to reap the benefits? Yeah, I mean, it you know what seems I mean? like he was, you know, living off of her. Right. So why wouldn't anyway, he want to continue doing because it? Because he yeah. was disinherited. And again, Apparently, he himself did that terrible Google search about how long can body go missing to mm-hmm. inherit. Mm-hmm. But right. also- even in life insurance cases, you're not collecting without a body. They're not there. You need a death certificate to be able to do that. So like Mm -hmm. he already, if he did this, which all signs, glaring neon signs (laughs) pointing to him doing this, he already, there's no way he could collect without, Mm. without remains. After a certain amount of time, maybe like we saw with Jody Husen true, right? Like she was declared legally dead after an, an amount of time had passed. But that's a long game. I don't know what they're what the like what the whole structure of that was, yeah. like how they how their estate was set up, how they like how they divided everything, what insurance they had. He clearly had policies out on her if he's Google searching that. But I saw a whole bunch of stuff about him at the Austin Riggs Center. Did you see this, Quince? Mm-mm. No. So the Austin Riggs Center is a mental health facility in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. It is directly across from the Red Lion Inn where Megan Marone was last seen alive. Oh, okay. so that's a creepy, okay. creepy true crime no. synchronicity. Yeah, but that's weird. This place. You always find those Quinnies. Oh my this, God. Yeah, you do. I you love it. I love it. Creepy. You do. It's very it's creepy. creepy. That's it's it is creepy. Like it's an old, old town. You drive into town and it's a beautiful campus. And the first time that I saw it, I was like, is that a school? Or like, is that a really exclusive like resort? Because this is gorgeous. Come to find out it's a serious psychiatric facility. And it's for people specifically who have tried psychiatric treatment before and it has failed them. It's like a second, it's like a set. You don't go to Austin Riggs first. You go if you if you can't find. Like last resort? It's kind of a lot. It's like, it's definitely a second step. And so Norman Rockwell went to Austin Riggs. Really? For his, yes, for his issues. And like, so that's how it's become super famous or whatever. I read that he dropped out of college after his sophomore year because of his deteriorating mental condition. And he went to Austin Riggs and I'm telling you, he must have come from a lot of money, a lot, a lot, a lot of money because it is a very fancy facility. Sure. 
And there's all these people in 2020 with his art case and all of that. Oh my God. That wrote letters, like members of his family that wrote letters that were like, Brian has turned his life around. He has rehabilitated. He has been going, he's been on medication. He's been doing treatments. He's been doing all this stuff. So like there's clearly years upon years of Mm -hmm. documented mental health issues going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I- yes. And I'm glad that you said that too, Quinny, because that also reminded me that they were having issues even before the two of them got together. Mm-hmm. There was actually conflict in their relationship before the two were even engaged. Mm-hmm. And in fact, he was sending messages like through one of his games or something talking about how was he was going to kill his wife and her friends. Okay. There were, there were problems early, early, early on. So you're right. I think, I think he had a lot of mental issues and I think that people wanted to say that he was better and stuff, but a lot of people can hide that. Right. Like, was he truly better? And then like had a regression. Was he faking it when he was better and he really wasn't. And he just learned how to put on a facade. Or was he better and then snapped one day and this is what happened. Like, because yeah. like even for people in like peak mental condition, whatever that means, right? Getting disinherited is gonna be a huge is like huge is gonna blow. yeah like I think that really and especially if she's like primary breadwinner, which I feel like she was. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't love that. Maybe there was tension there. I don't know, but this screams of like a conflict. She, someone ends up dead, and then someone panics. Like there's no planning. Like, I don't feel like he may have said things in the past about how he wanted her dead or what he wanted to do. But like this specific set of circumstances just screams of someone like freaking out. Those searches are like Uh, somebody freaking the fuck out. Like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. How do I cover this up? I don't know what that, yeah, like. Oh yeah, and it went on for days and days of him just searching like all the most crazy outlandish shit. Well, I hate to break it to you, Quinny's out there, but if you commit a murder, the internet does not have the answer for you of what to (laughs) do. No, no. It's not going to be able to tell you what to do. The answer is go turn yourself in. You fucked up. The answer is don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But definitely don't head to Google after. Exactly. Don't throw it away in random trash receptacles. Yeah, on yeah. camera. Bagged together. On camera. In all of these places. And like his mom, obviously she's not commenting. There are articles all over the place where she's like, he is the most wonderful son in the world. Maybe he get. maybe he is. He is all of these things. He runs errands for me all the time. So yeah, I feel like I'm he afraid. used that excuse with the cops because he knew his mom would be like, oh yeah, he always runs errands for me on that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know and like his mm-hmm. mom could back it I up. go he gets my prescription at cvs yeah. and then mm-hmm. he goes and gets my groceries yeah unfortunately i don't think dead eyes has too much going for him okay no, no i really no. don't no it's hard to see what she saw in him she is a knockout knockout like beautiful smart and successful smart successful yeah those poor kids it's tragic Yeah. Imagine the level of evidence you have to have. Uh, How many, how many cases, Quinnies, have we covered that are nobody cases that, that the obvious choice in our minds will not get charged because they don't have a body. And Mm -hmm. this guy 
three, three weeks, not even three weeks out, they're like murderer. I learned that from this case too. According to the Cornell Law School Legal Information Institute, Corpus Delicti. Yeah, Corpus Delicti. Corpus Delicti dictates that a suspect cannot be convicted of a crime without sufficient evidence that the misdeed was actually committed. So that's probably what his defense is going to try to use is like the no body. Yep, you don't have enough evidence. Dude, and you, you were don't searching, have a body. But the he blood was searching everywhere. so much stuff. Yeah. And if yeah. they can ca- catalog all that blood too and see how much was lost. Exactly. Like, sometimes can, you can say like, there's no way. Yeah. Right. Right. What a nightmare. I'm trying Absolutely. to find like, you know, if you have any information on the case. I'm That's trying, okay, Connie. That's, but, I would say just reach out to the Cohasset police if you yeah. have any, if you have any yeah. information at all, if you saw anything. Yes, the Cohasset area police you know department. I mean? Oh my gosh. Jesus well, we will Christ. obviously continue to monitor this case as it develops. And yes. we were going to record this last week. And on the day was the day mm-hmm. that they were like, that he was, that he was charged with murder. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, this happened to us with Idaho too. We're all speculating. Next day, we got suspect's name. We're like, literally, wow. okay, literally. So <laughs> hopefully, we'll Funny. still keep finding stuff out. Wow, that's like, yeah. I think wow. a lot more is gonna come out for sure. Oh my god! Before Ooh, we Queenie. do, that was good, Queenie. Listen to straight up evil.